Welcome to Neon City, where the lights are bright but darkness looms. Where Detective Jack Tracer spends his evenings investigating the strange, eerie, and unknown. What secrets lay hidden just beyond the street lamps? Find out on Neon Nights, the arcane files of Jack Tracer. When we last left our story, Jack and Mickey had discovered Belle's unfinished energy orb only to find themselves the captives of a violent vigilante. Can Jack talk himself out of this one, or will his last lines be poisoned by the taste of lead? Find out in part two of The Case of the Smiling Shadow. Toss the pieces and turn around, slowly. Here we were, standing only a few feet away from the first sign of Bell we'd had in days, only to have a gun pointed at our backs. The feeling was getting a little too familiar. But what choice did we have? As we turned, I got my first glimpse of the guy. He was older and frailer than his voice let on, with a long, scraggly beard. His clothes were tattered like the junkies we'd seen walking in, but his eyes were sharp, clear. In the shotgun barrel he had pointed at us, was steady. Who are you and what are you doing here? Listen, old timer, we don't want any trouble. We, we just... Oh, shit. That's the only warning shot I'm giving. Now you got five seconds to explain yourself or so help me, I'll have your guts for garters. One, two, three... Four. Atticus Bell sent us. What did you say? Bell. He sent us. You know Atticus? We work for him. We're here to pick up the casing. Well, shit. The least he could have done was warn me. Sorry, I was, uh... It was short notice for us, too. When we didn't see anyone around, we thought we'd just, uh, leave a note. What's your name, son? Jack. Jack Tracer. I'm the, uh, doc's head of security. Bud McCoy. Good to meet you, Jack. Security, huh? Oh, don't worry. I won't tell him you got outsmarted by an old man in some fishing line. I... Appreciate it. You still make less of a commotion than that hunk of junk guard bot of his. How about you, ma'am? What's your story? You Atticus's parole officer? Um... I'm just messing with you, ma'am. Bud McCoy. Mickey. She's my partner. Uh, ex-cop. We were on the force together before the Black Jackets took over. Mickey, it's a pleasure. My apologies about earlier folks, but why didn't he come himself? Since the raid after Powerful Study Alpha, he's been keeping a low profile. Him and me both. (laughs) Well, I don't know about y'all, but I sure as hell could use a drink. Uh, 
Hello listeners, Will Snyder here of Neon Knights, the Arcane Files of Jack Tracer, and it's time for another edition of our Audio Drama Spotlight. This time we're taking a look once again at Saffron and Perry. Here is Janan and Sarah to tell you all about it. Hello everyone, I'm Janan. And I'm Sarah. We make an audio drama called Saffron and Perry. It's a fantasy comedy about people who work at a fairy godparenting company. It's full of magic, humor, and general weirdness. You can listen to it on iTunes or YouTube or however you'd like to listen to podcasts. We also have a Twitter, a Tumblr, a Patreon, and an Instagram, all at Saffron and Perry. That's P-E-R-I for Perry, by the way. Have a listen if you like. Thank you. And if you would like to be on a future audio drama spotlight, just send us an email at neonnightspodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us a direct message on Twitter at Jack underscore Tracer. And now, back to Neon Knights, the arcane files of Jack Tracer. Don't worry, Merry Wanderers. We may be rolling into a commercial break right about now, but stay tuned. Little Johnny's got the beats to ease them walking feet and the tunes to sway them driving blues. So keep that radio locked to WNCT Neon City Radio. Life is swell with double L on motors. I was never one for commercials. How about another round, Jack? Yeah, why not? Mickey, how about it? I'm still abstaining, thanks. Sure I can't persuade you? I don't drink no more. Well, how about just holding an empty glass? I'm looking to do a toast. Uh, Okie dokie, then. Okie dokie, then? You sound like my grandma. (laughs) 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 To friends old and new. Cheers. Bud had walked us up to a small office that must have belonged to the foreman when the place was still up and running. As we sat there, laughing and drinking, I felt the best I had in weeks. It was hard to believe that this was the same guy who was ready to shoot us only 40 minutes earlier. I still didn't know what his connection was to Bell exactly, but I was hoping I could get him to fill in the gaps. Ooh, that energy pistol of yours looks like hell. I took a fall a couple of days back, and it hasn't worked right since. Mind if I take a look? Yeah, sure. Knock yourself out. These QX models pack a good wallop, but they're known for acting up. Yep, just what I thought. Your power cells come loose from the grip. That bad? If you want to keep your shooting hand, it is. Easy enough to fix, though. Mickey, can you grab me them pliers off the file cabinet there? These ones here? That's him. Atticus mod this thing out for you. Yeah. How'd you know? He's always been a little heavy-handed with the solder. Sounds like you've known each other a while. Oh, Addy and I go way back. Since we was kids. We even had a shop together, you know, before McQueen snatched him up. 
I didn't know that. Oh, it wasn't much, really. Just a little repair business we started for fun. We were both tinkerers, you see. Me, I always loved the mechanics of things, taking things apart, figuring out how they work. My specialty was cars. But Addie, Addie was something else. He was always coming up with the most outlandish stuff, way ahead of the pack. Almost blew the place up a couple times. <laughs> but he always bounced back. We started the parts of the first robot he ever built in that shop. That kid was brilliant. But he always overdid it with the solder. All right, that should do it. Thanks. Ah, it's no trouble. It's just nice to be around people again. So, what happened to the shop? Well, you're looking at it. <laughs> when Atticus left for college, I kept the business going. Did real well for a while. Expanded, diversified. I'd check in with him every so often. Must have offered him a hundred jobs over the years, but he always turned me down. Then one day out of the blue, Addie swings by the office and offers me the deal of a lifetime. With just three of his new machines at each of my facilities, he can replace 90% of my workforce. Cut my overhead by millions. I was dumbstruck. He had come to me first as a friend. He had all the papers ready to sign, but I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do that to all those people. He tried to warn me, of course. Told me McQueen had already made him an offer, but I stood my ground. I thought about that a lot when they put us out of business two years later. You're Wendell McCoy. It's an honor, sir. Oh, please, call me Bud. Well, <laughs> I suppose I should get you what you came for. rest of the case is downstairs. I'll be back directly. Do you need a hand, sir? Nah, I got it. Y'all have another round on me. Uh, Bud, wait. I gotta understand something. After everything that's happened between you and Dr. Bell, why are you still helping him? I don't give up on people, Jack. We all got our shortcomings, even the best of us. What happened? Well, that was as much as my fault as it was his. I owe it to my people to see things through. They deserve better than Project Ares. Project Ares. What is it? Whatever Bell needs the energy orb for, it's connected to Project Ares. But what's Project Ares? That's what I can't figure out. It's important to Max, I know that much. The only time I've ever seen him flustered was when I brought it up. Bell must have gone into hiding before it was finished, and that's why Max put me on him in the first place. And the orb? It's some kind of power source, I think. Bell had me break into Power Facility Alpha to charge one, and then blew up the plant. He must have contacted Bud when I never came back for the handoff. What happened to the first one? You'd have to ask Hakuto. Hmm. If Bell went to all this trouble just to make another one, it must have been pretty important. Yeah. I just... I wish I knew why. Bud probably knows. Yeah. Probably. We could ask him? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I mean it, Jack. Why don't we just ask him? Are you crazy? We can't do that. Why not? Because it'll blow our cover. So what? Telling him the truth now is less risky than him figuring it out later and, and more helpful to our cause. He pulled a gun on us when he thought we were just trespassing. What do you think he's going to do if he finds out we're not working for Bell? Jack, we're skating on thin ice as it is. 
The only reason he hasn't made us already is because he's been too busy pouring drinks. Besides which, I'm a piss-poor liar! Mickey had a point. Keeping up the ruse was painting us into a corner. And Bud seemed like a decent guy. If we came clean and made our case, maybe he could give me the answers I was looking for. He might even have some clue as to where Bell might have gone. <sighs> Alright. We'll tell him. But if things go south... Black jackets. Come on. Bud! Damn it. Listen. I think the gunfire stopped. Yeah. I don't... Wait. Do you hear that? Hear what? It's like, uh... Humming. Like like people humming. Could be the radio. I don't think so. Uh, it's Bud! Run! He's been shot. Uh, 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 Mickey, give me your handkerchief. Bud, what happened? It's the Smilers. What did he say? Mm, the casing. In the satchel. Near my foot. Take it. Bud. Go. Bud, who did this? There's an emergency exit in the back. Help me get him to his feet. Ah! He's bleeding bad. Take the casing and make run for the car. We'll meet you in the back. Jack, I... Mickey. Please. Come on, bud. I threw him over my shoulder and started running. I heard him scream out in pain, but I couldn't stop. I had to get out now. Something warm was running down my neck. Blood. The wound on his side must have been bad. As the humming grew louder, I could feel Bud start to shake. Whatever was making that sound scared the hell out of him. We're almost there. We're almost there. I kicked the door open and closed it hard behind me. I my weight against it, trying to catch my breath. Where the hell was Mickey? I made it out in 20 seconds, and that was with a guy on my back. Bud coughed. I saw the red splotch stain the pavement. We didn't have much time. Bud, stay with me, okay? Mickey's on her way. Just stay with me. I can't breathe. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Bud, I'm going to set you down and lean you against the wall, okay? I think that'll help. Stay with me, man. Okay, Mick's gonna be here soon. My heart was beating so fast, my vision was starting to blur. I tried to steady myself. I I couldn't pass out. Bud needed me. What the hell was taking Mickey so long? I tried to get my eyes to focus. I could see something about a hundred yards out. Uh, Not something. People. A wall of people dressed in long coats and fedoras. Black jackets? No, their coats were gray, and some of them torn. They were just standing there, smiling. The whitest smiles I'd ever seen. It was unnerving. Mickey said the Danny boys smiled like that. The thought made me relax a little. Then they started walking forward, and that was when I heard them. 
and saw them lift their guns. Get down! Can Jack and Bud find shelter from this firefight? Or will they end their story as two more victims of the Sinister Smilers? Find out next time on Neon Knights, the Arcane Files of Jack Tracer. Neon Knights, the Arcane Files of Jack Tracer was co-created by Will Snyder and Rachel Craig and is an Evil Kitten production. Please visit our website, evilkittenproductions.com. The episode, The Case of the Smiling Shadows, was written by John Patrick Wenzel and directed by Sarah Sarka. Our theme song is done by Daniel Carl, with additional music by Kevin McLeod and Dr. Sexlove. Original jingles are done by John Patrick Wenzel and Brad Brubaker, and the crowd goes wild. Jack Tracer is played by Will Snyder. Mickey Flynn is played by Amanda Foreman. Bud McCoy is played by Kevin Alves. The radio DJ is played by Orlando Segarra, and narration is done by John Patrick Wenzel. Did you know that we have a Patreon? Please head to patreon.com forward slash evil kitten productions and become a patron today. We have rewards and tiers that can fit any budget. Right now, we'd like to thank our current patrons, Brett Fleming, Suzanne Craig, Laura Snyder, Brian Veerling, Destry Cloud, Mike Callahan, Mike Troop of the Earth Collective Story, Alex of Audio Drama Rama, Joyetta Sarka, June Keith of Kalo Zahn, Janan and Sarah of Saffron and Perry, and Austin Beach of Audio Oblivious Productions. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neon Knights Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Jack underscore Tracer. And finally, if you enjoyed our show, please give us a rating and a review on iTunes. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks for listening.